You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. Hive Hoops, Joshua Balta, jumping right in today. The Hornets are back after a long nine days of being off. LaMelo Ball didn't even know we were going to be nine days off, right? He said, I thought it was going to be four. Ended up being nine days with the All-Star break. Have a few things that we're going to discuss today. Kelly Oubre is seems to be returning tonight, as well as Terry Rozier, even though he only missed one game. Cody Martin remains out. Going to jump into that just a little. Delve down into what exactly is going on with Cody Martin. Got to catch up. Miles Bridges, not really, because we're not going to talk too much about that, but it will be mentioned. And then, of course, LaMelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards. That is the matchup that everybody's looking forward to tonight. We are going to look a little bit deeper into the stats surrounding those head-to-heads. But first, Charlotte Hornets are back. It was announced last night that Kelly Oubre is returning Kelly Oubre being one of the names that continued to pop up around the trade deadline. Many Charlotte Hornets fans were wondering if Kelly Oubre would be moved. The fan base seems split because Kelly Oubre is having a career year in Charlotte. Now, why is that? Additional opportunities, right? It's not because Kelly Oubre is just all of a sudden you know, turned into a guy who's going to get you 20 points a night, you know, on a good team. In large part, if we're being honest, Kelly Oubre has had this career year because the floor has been his. Between LaMelo Ball being out, between Gordon Hayward being out, between Terry Rozier missing some time, Cody Martin, as we will get into here soon, missing nearly the entire season. The floor has been his. And to give him credit, he's taken advantage of that. But trade rumors were swirling. Many in the fan base wanted Kelly moved. Many in the fan base did not want Kelly moved. They thought that he provided that spark, that he had shown a commitment to the defensive uh, end of the floor. I happened to land on the trade Kelly Oubre. His stock had never been higher, averaging 20 points a game. He does seem to be more committed defensively. Attacking the rim, that's something that we haven't seen Kelly Oubre do in recent years. Just settling for threes, and oftentimes terrible ones at that. Catch and shoot. Black hole. Kelly Oubre gets the ball. He's not passing it back out. He's looking for his, right? And so that's actually, it's been conducive for his game to have the opportunities and, you know, the green light this season. But I felt like Kelly Oubre needed to be traded. But then, of course, the wrist injury came into play, which depleted some, if not all, of Kelly Oubre's trade value. On a day where we saw multiple players 
receiving four, five second-round picks, Sadiq Bey, Josh Richardson, Jay Crowder, the likes of these guys receiving four or five second-round picks. Kelly Oubre is in that conversation with those guys. I would take Kelly Oubre over Josh Richardson. I would take Kelly Oubre right there with Sadiq Bey. I like Sadiq Bey's game. I do. Jay Crowder sat out nearly an entire year. I'll take Kelly Oubre right there with those guys. And so on a day where we saw multiple teams hand out four, five second-round picks, I don't think Kelly Oubre would have been in that first-round conversation. But I do think he would have been in that conversation of four or five seconds. He's better than Rui Achimura, who we saw receive three seconds. But he's back. And he's in Charlotte. Mitch Kupchak recently made comments that he would like to bring back most, if not all, of Charlotte's veterans remaining on the roster following the trade deadline. Kelly Oubre has 22 games, I guess, to show, to play with LaMelo Ball, to play with Terry Rozier, to play with P.J. Washington and Mark Williams and Nick Richards and the likes of some of these younger guys. He's auditioning, that's for sure. So if you were one of the fans that fell on the side of, I want Kelly Oubre back, he's shown to be a leader, he's shown to be aggressive, uh, he has a new committed you know, mindset around the defensive side of the ball, okay. Kelly Oubre basically has a 22-game audition for next season, receiving a one-year, two-year deal. I don't think he's going to receive some big contract from anybody, including the Hornets. But that's where we are on Kelly Oubre. Now, what does that mean for some of these younger guys that we mentioned? Bryce McGowan's minutes are going to be on a decline. JT Thor, minutes are going to be on a decline, and many in the fan base don't want to hear that. I, I probably am with you on that, especially Bryce McGowan's. JT Thor, that's fine. But Bryce McGowan's, I don't want to see a decrease in Bryce McGowan's minutes. I want to see those increase. With Kelly Oubre coming back, that will be a detriment to Bryce McGowan's down this 22-game stretch. Now, I will preface it with this, or post this with this. Yeah, because I already said the prior. Bryce McGowan's should see an increase in minutes once Gordon Hayward misses some games here late in the season. Because Gordon Hayward is not going to finish this season with the Charlotte Hornets' bottom four record basically locked up. Gordon Hayward is not going to play all the way into that first week of March or April. He's just not going to, okay? And so Bryce McGowan should see an increase there. JT Thor, if you're a, you know, if you're a JT Thor truther, I know there's a couple of you out there, not many, but a few, you should see some JT Thor minutes increase once Gordon Hayward goes out, even if Terry Rozier slides to, you know, the bench and being inactive down the stretch, not trying to risk one of your veterans getting injured down the stretch of the season, heading into the offseason. Makes sense. So you you have a little give and take there. Kelly Oubre, you want to see what he can do. 
well, some people do. I don't think I really need to see anything more from Kelly. If he's brought back on a one-year deal, you might be able to talk me into it because he is an older guy on this team. He does want to be in Charlotte, apparently, his comments with Rod Boone. Apparently, he wants to be in Charlotte. There's not many people knocking down the door to be in Charlotte or just saying that. I think that there's a bigger market for it than what Mitch Kupchak would like to allude to. But there's something to be said about guys who buy in, who want to be here, say that audibly, say that out loud and publicly. And so you might could talk me into bringing Kelly Oubre back on a one-year deal as a veteran on this team, bench scoring option, all of those things. So I'm open for it. You might can talk me into it. I'm going to keep listening. I'm I'm going to keep Getting on Twitter, I'm going to read all of you Kelly Oubre uh, lovers out there. I'm going to read what you got to say. I'm going to take it in, and I'm going to think critically, and I'm going to try to be convinced, okay? I'm going to give it a real shot. I really am. Cody Martin. Cody Martin is still out. Following that nine-day lengthy All-Star break for the Charlotte Hornets, Cody Martin remains out yet again and this is starting to seem worrisome to at least me maybe some of you out there as well I'm not liking the time that Cody Martin is missing due to knee soreness now I know I get it the season no reason to rush anybody back right even though we've seen that multiple times from this organization throughout the season no reason to bring guys back if they're not ready but some point, the organization thought he was ready. And so for him not to be playing currently, to go through knee surgery, he went. He had knee surgery November 11th, okay? The team came out and said that he would be reevaluated in four weeks, which would have put him around December the 11th, okay? Cody Martin did not return until January, until 2023. And so it ended up being seven weeks before Cody Martin returned. So he had additional time to heal from surgery. He returned just six games before now being out again with knee soreness. I know We're not trying to rush guys back, or at least I'm not. The organization has shown that. And so maybe that's where this conversation needs to go. Like, was Cody Martin ready? Apparently, he wasn't ready to come back because there's no reason after being out double the time nearly of what you said initially, but then also coming back just to be out again, extended time. It's worrisome. It's worrisome. And some people are out there saying it's not a big deal. Sit him out. Let him you know, get fully healthy before you bring him back. Yeah, 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 I hear you. But the the fact of the matter is he should be healthy already. Like he's had all of the time to become healthy. Like he's had double, triple the amount of rest and recovery from surgery to where he should be on the floor. 
And Cody Martin is not good enough to just say, well, we're going to shut him down for the rest of the season. No, he needs those reps. We just signed him to a four-year deal, three years guaranteed. Last year is uh, is non-guaranteed. But we just signed him to this deal. LaMelo Ball needs the reps, and he's an all he he's a former all-star and going to be another have multiple all-stars in the future. We're not shutting LaMelo Ball down right now. We don't need to be Cody Martin's the not the caliber of player that you just shut down and say, no, these games don't matter. He don't need those reps. We just need to get him fully. Like he should be healthy. So the worry there is twofold. The worry is, once again, this medical staff, what? It's just been an ambiguous season when it comes to injuries. We don't know. It's just up in the air. Gordon Hayward's wife coming out on social media and saying, you know, they're not diagnosing this properly. LaMelo Ball being rushed back saying, well, I probably wouldn't have been back if DSJ hadn't gone down. And then Cody Martin just being out way longer than he's supposed to be, I guess, unless they did not disclose something that they needed to disclose. So that's one facet of this. The second part is, why is he not healthy? As far as our knowledge goes, he he didn't tear anything in his knee. Right? And so he shouldn't be out for the entire year. And so this it's just worrisome. When it comes to Cody Martin and you're looking at this injury and the amount of time that he's missing, he should be healthy by now. This medical staff should have had him ready. His body should have had him ready, right? And so those are the worries surrounding Cody Martin at this time. Yes, it's not the end of the world if he misses the rest of the season. It's a lost season. I get it. But he should be healthy by now. And the fact that he's not, it's worrisome. It just is. Miles Bridges catching up a little bit on news from earlier in the week. Apparently there's a quote coming from Miles saying, I could be back as early as March. I'm not going to delve too deep into this because I honestly, I don't have any desire to talk about Miles Bridges and when he's going to be back right now because there's no way in hell Miles Bridges is going to be back in March. There's at least in regards to playing. So will Miles Bridges possibly be back with the organization come March? Signing a deal and then all of a sudden the legal or the NBA side, not the legal, not not the not the legal side, but the NBA side coming down with their suspension. Could that happen? Maybe. I'm not saying that, that that that's out of the you know realm of possibilities. But the fact that he, he's not going to be playing. Some people took that as, oh, Miles is going to be back and he's going to be playing. No, he's going to receive a lengthy sus- suspension. Now, whether the NBA is going to count this season as part of his suspension since he missed this entire year already, or are they going to add upon that and say, no, 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 that did not count as a suspension. Your suspension begins 
the day that you sign your contract, right? But I don't want to get too deep into Miles Bridges. We'll we'll discuss Miles Bridges when it happens, if it happens. Okay, we'll get there whenever that is. All right, whenever that comes down the road, we'll go into that. But right now, not trying to get too deep into the what ifs surrounding Miles Bridges. Last segment of the day. Hornets take on the Timberwolves tonight in Minnesota. There's snow everywhere. Guys had to leave in the south right now. We have blistering heat in the month of February. It's 80 degrees down here, 85 degrees. Had to go up to Minnesota, and there's a foot of snow. Crazy times, right? LaMelo versus Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards has to go by two names, right? LaMelo only has to go by one name. So, I mean, that kind of tells the story a little bit right there, right? No, I'm kidding. Both are phenomenal players. Both of these guys are the two best players from their draft. Some people have LaMelo one, Ant two. Some have uh, Anthony Edwards one. Some have LaMelo ball two. Some people trying to even throw LaMelo ball down the list. Whatever, guys. Get out of my face. These are the two best players from the 2020 NBA draft. And they will meet head-to-head for the fifth time in their young careers. Now, LaMelo missed the prior matchup earlier in the season with his injury. But just delving a little bit deeper, I've said delve a lot on this episode, um, submarining a little deeper into this conversation surrounding LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. Let's look at their head-to-head matchups because that's what everybody wants to know, right? That's what everybody's watching tonight. That's what everybody's going for. This is why people are going to tune in. If you're not affiliated with these two franchises, the reason why you want to watch it is to see LaMelo Ball versus Anthony Edwards. Where do they lie? Where do they go head-to-head? All those things. In their brief history, LaMelo is 3-1 and one versus Anthony Edwards's. Minnesota Timberwolves. LaMelo is averaging 18, 8, and 7 in those matchups. Anthony Edwards is averaging 15, 5, and 2 in those matchups. LaMelo Ball is a plus 37 over those four contests. Anthony Edwards is a negative 35 in those contests. So, to date, LaMelo Ball He's winning this matchup. He's winning these head-to-heads with Anthony Edwards. And that comes on the back of Anthony Edwards having the better team as well. And so, not trying to throw too much gasoline on this conversation between LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards and all of the things. Not trying to add too much to those conversations. They're two great players. I enjoy watching both of them. Anthony Edwards is hilarious. LaMelo Ball is hilarious in his own right. He's short with the media, but every once in a while he'll open up. He's got some really good um, sound bites as well. He has some good responses. He's just really short. Anthony Edwards gives you all of him, right? LaMelo Ball holds a lot of that back from the general media and from the public. He's got a couple people. Like, he opens up with Ashley Shamity. He opens up with Del Curry and those You know, when when the team does those active interviews where they're shooting, they're playing a game, they're doing different things. 
LaMelo's more open there. Anthony Edwards open book with everybody. And so both of them, big personalities, big personas, uh, both future faces of the league, all of the things. But to date, LaMelo Ball has owned this head-to-head matchup. And so that's a feather in LaMelo's cap. We'll see what happens tonight. Charlotte Hornets, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves, the Timber. There's the er, not the Minnesota, but the Timber, okay? Minnesota Timberwolves. That's my Carolina coming out in me, right? Um, That's tonight. Final stretch of the Hornets season begins. And then offseason, here we are. We're talking NBA draft before you know it. We're talking free agency. We're talking P.J. Washington extension. All of the things that have, you know, we've kind of hit on all year long, right? It's just been buried. Like, we're just so thick into these same conversations. But it's going to become more real, right? The closer we get, we're going to start diving into those and trying to come up with things we haven't said before about them. But it's going to become reality. And so that is a good thing as well, right? Because we all just kind of want to see the season come to an end, but at the same time, you want to see those developments occur down the stretch as well. Thanks for jumping on another episode of Hive Hoops. Your host, Joshua Balta. Until next time, adios. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops. Presented by The League. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops.